you're learning Lukutik Sichis, Chilik Yutas, the Sichah of Parsha Zoysa Bracha, with Simchas Torah. In this Sichah, we're going to be discussing the idea of Shachyanu and the Vart of the Fritik Rebbe that on Shachyanu, on Simchas Torah, you also make a Shachyan on the Torah. So the Fritik Rebbe says in Amaimer, in Tashin Hay, and also in different sikhs of that time period, he says, just like you make a bracha of Shekhyanu on Rosh Hashanah for Tekiyah Shefer, and then on Yom Kippur, the Shekhyanu includes the fast and the forgiveness, similarly, the Shekhyanu of Simcha's Teirah is on the Teirah and its Simcha. Other places, the Fritik Rebbe writes that the, on Shekhyanu and Simcha's Teirah is it's oif the Teirah, it's on the Teirah. So just to understand exactly what this means, just give a little background about the brach of Shekhyanu. Shekhyanu is usually said for three reasons. Either one reason is for a simcha that happens to a person. For example, the new season of fruit comes in. He, he buys a very, exp, a very expensive and new uh, property, something which is, brings him a lot of joy. So then you can make a Shekhyanu on a new purchase. A second type of Shekhyanu is said for mitzvahs which come as man as man, meaning they're not daily mitzvahs, but they do come at set intervals or uh, doesn't even have to be set, technically a pidgin, a ben, but mitzvahs that don't happen constantly. And the third one is for for the yom taivim. Every yom if we say a Shekhyanu. So there's a little bit of a debate regarding mitzvahs, when you say Shekhyanu, mitzvahs abal as man as man, or for Yom Tevim, what exactly is together? So the way how the Rebbe learns it uh, in Ha'ara, I believe it was Ha'ara 11. Uh, so the Rebbe brings, Ha'ara 12, I'm sorry, that it seems that according to many opinions, even when you're making a Shekhyonu for a, bra, for a mitzvah, Chabam Azman Azman, or you're making a Shekhyonu for Yom Tev, the Vart is, that you're making a shechiyonu because there's a simcha that comes to you that you have arrived at this time that you're able to uh, uh, experience yamtif, or you've arrived at, at this particular time that you're able to do a new, a new mitzvah, or a mitzvah that you haven't been able to do for a, a long period of time. So the shechiyonu is mitzvah, the simcha uh, of that occasion, it's similar to the simcha that a person has when he buys a new item. So that's one approach of how to learn uh, the shechiyonu, that seems like the main approach of the sicha. But there is a second approach regarding specifically uh, Yom Taivim and also L'chaira Mitzvahs, but definitely Yom Taivim that the Rebbe brings that it could be a Geder Acher. Some Achreinim bring that for Yom Tev it's nothing to do with Simcha itself. Rather, since it says in the Torah, it's a Mayed, it calls it a set period of time, it calls it Mikroi Kaidish, it calls it a Mayedim, Shleish Rogalim. These are things which are dependent on time. So therefore, there's a Bracha Shechiyonu, which is a Shechiyonu that We've reached to that particular time. So it's not related to the Simcha Shabbatava, rather, it's related that you've reached a time of the Mayit. So someone wanted to bring that idea regarding uh, Yom Tevin. Either way, the Sikh this, this, this is going to be discussing this idea of Shechiyam. So we brought already from the Fidika Rebbe that you're, you make a Shechiyanu on the Torah of Simchasa. So this that we make a Shechiyanu on the Simchasa Torah. That makes sense, right? There's simchasa, tayr v'simchasa. So that's, we're going to divide between the two. So this that we make a bracha, the simchasa tayr, that makes a lot of sense. As the Ramah brings that, the, that 
on Simchas Torah, Semechim Ba'isim Ba'asudas Mishnah Gemara Shatayra, that we make, we rejoice and make a Suda's Mitzvah because of the completion of the Torah. The day of Simchas Torah is known, the name is known as Simchas Torah, as we know, that the name of a Yamtif, or the name of anything, shows on the Teichen of what that Inyan is. So this is that Simchas, this is that Simchas Torah, it's called Simchas Torah, that shows that the Teichen of the day is Simchas Torah. So this is that you make a Shachiyanu, which is connected to Yamtif, Right? You're making a shachiyanu because it's shantif. That would also include the mit, either the, the mitzvah of, of the day. If it's, let's say Rosh Hashanah includes the mitzvah of the day, which is uh, shoifer, the, uh, Yom Kippur, it would include within that shachiyanu. Besides for the shachiyanu you're making because it's a yamtif, you're also making a shachiyanu on the mitzvah of the day. So same thing by Simchas we're making a shachiyanu on the mitzvah of the day, which is the Simchas HaSotayr, this that we were rejoicing, we're happy that we completed the tayr. So that makes sense that the shachiyanu would also apply to the Simchas HaSotayr, this that we're completing the Torah, and we're rejoicing uh, with it. But the question is, what exactly does the Fidu cover mean that he says you're making a bracha on the Torah itself? First of all, the Torah itself, it sounds like what that means. It means the reading of the Torah, the learning of the Torah. Why, why would you make a Shekhyanu specifically on Simchas Torah? Right? Meaning is, if we're making a Shekhyanu on Simchas Torah and included in that bracha that we're going to make is going to be the, everything which is connected to it, like the, the mitzvahs of the day, the, the simcha of the Torah that's connected to that day. That makes sense. But why would you make on simchas Torah the shachiyanu and have in mind Torah in general? If there's an, assuming at this point, which we'll discuss even later on, assuming that there's an inyan to make a shachiyanu on the Torah, on the learning of the Torah, why would it be on simchas Torah? Um, why is that connected to that day itself? The day is connected to the idea of completing the Torah. It's connected to the idea of rejoicing with the Torah. But why is it connected to the idea of learning Torah? Why Simchas Torah specifically? But Adarabah, we know that Shachiyonu has always said, when you begin something anew, or you make a new purchase, it's a mitzvah that comes mizman lazman, it's, you're starting to do something new. On Simchas Torah, it's not the beginning of the, of, of the learning Torah. On the contrary, it's the conclusion of the learning of the Torah. So why would you make a bracha Shachiyonu regarding the Torah itself, regarding learning the Torah, when we're not learning the Torah, what the main union of the day was that you're finishing the Torah and therefore you have a joy. So making the Simcha, this Shechiyonu, because of the joy that you feel for completing the Torah, fine. So that has to do with the, the Simcha part of it. Not mitzad the learning of the Torah, it's mitzad the Simcha that you experience by finishing the Torah. So this that we're saying as Shechiyonu also on the Torah itself, why is that specifically connected to Simcha's Torah? On the contrary, it seems that it's not connected to Simcha's Torah because Simcha's Torah is the day that commemorates our completing of the Torah, not starting the Torah anew. So if you're supposed to make a Shachiyonu because of the joy that you're starting the Torah anew, why would that be connected to Simchas Torah? So we're going to take this uh, question, really, and have three steps uh, of depth that the Rebbe is going to take us through. So step number one is that on Simchas Torah, we finish the Torah. But finishing the Torah, the Mela is automatically connected with the beginning of the Torah. Because since there's a constant chiv, without, you don't have any type of interruption uh, when you're learning Torah. So as soon as you complete the Torah, you actually have an obligation to begin it once again. So that means is that the completing of the Torah is the cause that demands from you to begin it again. So the Shekhyanu that we're making, which we're sort of saying is connected to the day, it's connected to, to, to Yom Tif, and it's connected to everything which is the Teichen of that day. So since the Teichen of that day is the completing of the Torah and the Simcha of completing the Torah, the Simcha of completing the Torah is intrinsically connected with the obligation to begin the Torah. So now it makes sense that we can answer our two questions that we had earlier. 
Why are we saying uh, the Shekhyonu on the Torah, Dafka on Simchas Torah? The reasoning is because on Simchas Torah also begins the obligation to learn in Adu. And that also, of course, answers the second question. You don't say Shekhyonu on finishing something, you say the Shekhyonu on beginning. Yes, it's true. It's because we, since Simchas Torah is the time of the completing of the Torah, that makes the obligation, we have an obligation automatically to begin anew the Torah, and therefore the Shekhyonu is made. As soon as you complete the Torah, you make a Shekhyonu for starting again. And this is why with the Minig Yisrael is that on Simchas Torah itself, as soon as we finish Lesa Baracha, we begin reading Parshas Baratius. And what's interesting, the Rebbe brings in Ha'ara a few other reasons that are brought why we begin Parshas Baratius. One reason is, um, he brings from the Rudraham, that in order that there shouldn't be a Pischem Pet of the Sof and the Katrik, that say, oh, they finished it and they don't want to learn it again. So therefore, we, in order to not let the Satan be Makatruk say that Yitin aren't interested, we start the Torah again. So again, this is a, uh, it's expressing again how the, this that we're finishing the Torah, and therefore there's a Shash at the Satan and Makatruk, that itself is obligating us to begin again. So therefore the Shekhyonu is Dafka on that day because it's connected to that day, that today is the day of the Simchas Torah, it demands that we begin it. And another uh, idea that he brings from the, uh, he brings it from the Torah, uh, sorry, um, another reason he brings is because we're saying just like we're Zeicha, to finish it, we should, we should be Zeicha also to begin again. So, Kach Niske Bahaschalasa, we should also, we're also Zeicha to be able to begin again. But again, that's the same idea, that the finishing is what causes the beginning to happen. But, but, but let's take this step, Rebbe, Rebbe's going to take it a step deeper. So, the, But you can ask the Shaila on this. The Shaila is, if the obligation to learn Torah is a constant obligation, then what does it mean that you're starting the Torah anew? You never stop learning the Torah. So how can you make a bracha shachianu because it's a mitzvah, that's coming at different times of the year, coming at certain intervals. The Torah is constant mitzvah. So you can't make a shachianu something which is constant. It has to be something that's stopped and then it starts again at a later point in time. But here, it's a constant mitzvah. So it doesn't make sense to be able to make a shechiyon on the Torah. What does that mean? So the answer is that the Torah is Ein Saif. Therefore, we have an obligation to, be, to begin learning the Torah in a new way, in a way which is higher than it was the prior year. That meaning, as we know, it says in Pirkei Yavs, that we have an obligation to actually to constantly delve in the Torah to learn Torah in a deeper way, to come up with new ideas uh, within the Torah, constantly rising to a higher level. So since on Simchas Torah, Hashem is giving us a much higher R, a much higher revelation of the Torah that was never revealed before. So the ability for us to be able to learn the Torah is in a much level higher than it was in the prior year. And even though that the seichel of a person is limited, so therefore, if the person's mind is limited, even if you're going to say that the Torah is, is bleak vol, doesn't have any limits, and you can constantly go deeper and deeper, but our minds are limited. So our mind can only go from one level to the next. How can our mind all of a sudden understand Torah in a totally new way? The Chari doesn't seem that that's something which is possible. But the truth is, since Torah is Be'en that means we could learn Torah in a totally different way. And we actually find this uh, in the Gemara. The Gemara tells us, that when Mabzera, was go, going up from Bavel to, uh, to Yushalayim, to Eretz Yisrael, he fasted, according to one girsa, 100 fasts, according to another girsa, it was 40 fasts. He fasted in order that he should forget the style of learning of Talmud Bavli. 
And by forgetting the style of learning Tama Bavli, that's how we could start learning Tama and Yerushalmi. But the Chayim, that doesn't make any, any sense. Usually we know that the more you learn, the, that, that helps you be able to learn more stuff. Meaning the more information that you have, the more intellect that you have, the more skills that you have, that gives you more a greater capability to be able to keep on adding to one's arsenal of information. So if you could, so, so why would, by fasting would that help Rebzer? On the contrary, if you forgot everything that he learned, that would make it much harder for him to learn the Talmud Yushami. So the answer is, it's because Talmud Babli and Shami are two totally different ways of learning. And I'll, I'll give you an example that I heard from Rabiel about this. So the mashal that he gives is, is a person, it says, uh, by, by Talmud Babli, it says, Machshakim Tabaleni, you've guided me through, or you've put me into the darkness. I'm sorry. You've placed me into darkness. So he says, imagine you're going into a dark room, and in this dark room, you have to find a particular item. So how do you find that item? So you're, you know how it looks, you know how it feels, you know the dimensions, you know, uh, you know, you know exactly what, the, the, what, what it's supposed to feel like, whatever it is. So you're touching around the room until finally by touching, you're able to figure out exactly where it is. And you know, the more you practice, the more skills you have and be able to feel things faster, to able to be able to gauge where things are, be able to follow the directions of where something is, even if it's a pitch black room. So the longer you're in there and the more time you've developed that particular skill, the more adept you will be to be able to find items in that room. But let's say another way of looking for something is just to turn on the lights. So when you turn on the lights, you can go directly to that item. So a person that has the skill of being able to find items by touching and by feeling, he's actually going to be a chafsarin. It's not going to help him by touching and feeling. On the contrary, there's light. You should be using your power of sight. So a person that's using just his capabilities of touching and feeling and be able to know where the item is through that particular skill will be at a disadvantage of someone that knows how to see and somebody who just turn on the light and see what's going on. So therefore, someone who has, once the light is on, that's a different skill. You're using now the power of sight and the power of perception. So there's a the power of touch and the power of perception. These are two totally different skills. And therefore, a person that's trying to use one skill in a situation where you're supposed to be using the other skill, if you only have the power of sight, you won't be, you won't be doing very well in a, in a room which is dark. If you're used to using only your power of, uh, of touch, you won't do well in a room which is a, a room full of light because uh, you won't be, you're not using the correct skill. So similarly, also over here, by, by learning Tyra. There's so many different ways and, and levels of learning Torah. So what happens on Simchas Torah is that Hashem gives us the capability to learn Torah in a way which is higher than the prior year. It's like going from Bavli to Yushami. So therefore, the, the, the joy, the, the Shechianu, the Simcha that we're having for beginning the Torah again is because now we're having a new oifin, a new way, a capability of being able to learn the Torah in, in a totally new way. And maybe part part of the difference between uh, learning, uh, you know, let's say at least Babli Yushalmi would be Babli is much more analytical, while Yushalmi is much more intuitive, be able to be able to see, be able to know exactly where the correct uh, answer is and where the correct information is. So also by learning Torah. So when New Year comes, it could be that we're getting a capability to be able to intuitively, being able to direct ourselves to what the correct answer is, the th- correct shot is, be able to automatically have a greater understanding of what the Torah is. So that's maybe just to take a moment to explain that, is that 
when you're only when you don't know about a particular item and the way that you're trying to understand that item is by analyzing and by questioning interrogating so you're able to get a certain amount of information about that item and the more you interrogate the closer you'll get to having an understanding of what that concept is but then there is the ability to see the item actually use the item so someone who's seen it and used it even if it's just for one minute would have a greater grasp on what that item is than somebody that spent the past 50, 60 years analyzing it and uh, trying to dissect it. So that would also mean for each of us, if we're on, since on simplest Torah, we're getting a greater perception, a greater vision of the Torah, that means our, even afterwards, imagine a person that's seen a particular item just for one moment, and then he goes back to the lab, he'll have a great advantage over everybody else. He's seen it for one moment, so then when he goes back to his analyzing, his analyzing will be even on a greater level because he's seen that object. So he has, he understands what it is, and therefore the analyzing that he can do afterwards will be much more on the mark. He's able to go straight to it. Like, no, that's, that's for sure wrong. That's for sure wrong. Because once you've seen it, you already have a greater grasp of what that item is, and you could push away a lot of the theories and ideas which you know are wrong just for that one moment of, uh, of glancing at it and seeing it. And you're able to direct yourself to the correct uh, interpretation of what this item is. So same thing with learning Tyra. If you're able to see the Tyra, and that's what happens in Tyra, we're seeing the Tyra in a greater way. Therefore, when we try to analyze and learn the Tyra, uh, we are going to be much, we're going to be on the mark. We're going to be able to be able to visualize it and get to the right spot in a much quicker way. And also, of course, in a much greater and, and deeper way. And this is the pshat, why Simchas Taira is after Yom Kippur, not after Shavuos. Because the higher the question is, if Shavuos, when the Taira was given, why don't we have Simchas Taira after Shavuos? So the reasoning is because we want to have Simchas Taira, Dafka after Yom Kippur, which were the Luchas Shniyas. Because Shavuos, the Yidu, were on the level of Tzadikim, while on Yom Kippur, the Yidu, were on the level of Baal Shuvah. The idea of a Tzadik is that he's already going on the right path, and he's going with Chayel he's going from one level to the next. While the idea of the Baal is that he's totally transforming his identity. He used to be one way, and now he has the resolve and, and the tense um, decision that he's made that he's going to change who he is and he's going to become a different person. He's going to become a new person that's never going to return to what he once was. So that idea that now you are a new person, that's the idea of the Torah. That the Torah that happens after Yom Kippur, the Torah that we have in Simchas Torah is that it's a new Torah. It's a totally new way of learning the Torah, and that's what we're uh, hoping for for the for Simchas Torah. So Simchas Torah, that's what happens. Then of course it becomes our job to able to utilize that throughout the year. So that was step two. But the Rebbe takes it to a, a third step. That Lachaira, this idea is not shaykh to every single yid. Not every yid is shaykh to be able to uh, to learn Torah on new levels of depth on, on a yearly basis. So how could every single yid make a shechiyan on the Torah? And furthermore, why is it that on Simchas Torah, everybody's dancing equally? L'chayr, if there's the main idea of Simchas Torah, one, at least one of the ideas of Simchas Torah is the beginning of the Torah and the joy that we have from beginning of the Torah, then L'chayr, there should be very great differences between one person and the next. The person that finished it because he learned and now he's beginning to learn on a greater level will have a much greater level of joy than some person that his, his seum of the Torah was on a much lower level and his beginning of the Torah anew Will also be on a on a lower level, but when you're dancing on the safe Torah is closed, everybody is equal. But that's that's not the chiddush of, of, of Simchas Torah. The chiddush of Matan Torah is inside the joy of finishing it and the joy of being able to begin it again on a whole high on a whole new level. So there should be differences, Lachira. 
So those are the two questions that we're asking right now. So just to recap where we're up to. So we, we brought at the beginning of the Sicha, the Vart of the Pidika Rebbe, that on Simchas Torah, you make a, uh, the, the Shechionu is on the Torah Vial Simchasa, just like Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippurim, when you make the Shechionu, it's on the Mitzvah Sayyim. Also in Simchas Torah, you make the, the Bracha on these, on, on the Torah of the Simchasa. So we understood how you can make a Bracha on the Simcha the Torah, because of course, on Simchas Torah, we complete the Torah, and the essence of Simchas Torah, that's the name that it's given to, is because we're finishing the Torah. So of course, make a bracha on, on, on the finishing of the Torah, on the simcha of the Torah. But what do you mean to make the bracha on the Torah itself? So we answered that the reason why we make a bracha on a shechayonu on the Torah itself is because we have an obligation to begin in, at beginning anew again on, on, on simcha's Torah. So therefore, since the oblig, there's an obligation to begin the Torah again, it's, it's a new Torah, therefore we make the shechayonu. And but then we asked, I, even if it's a, even if we're beginning it again, but l'chay, we never, our, our obligation never finished. So if you make a bracha shechayonu only on a mitzvah zman lazman, but this mitzvah never finished, we always have this obligation to learn the, learn the Torah. So the answer is, it's because when we're learning the Torah again on Simchas Torah, it's not the same Torah we were learning the prior year. It's on a much higher level. Now we are going to focus on a third level. Which is the chayra? How does every yid make a shechianu? If the reason why we're making a shechianu because of the schala, the beginning of the Torah, the chayra that would be more relevant to tamid chachamim and not to average people. So to understand this, how every yid can make a shechianu, we need to understand what the bracha of shechianu is. First of all, we say shechianu bikimanu which means you've given us life, you have given us existence, and you uh, enabled us to reach this particular point in time. What's the difference between these three Lashinas? And second of all, usually when you give a bracha, it goes from step one to step two to step three. You start with the smaller praise and then you go to the higher praises. So what it really should have said is, Hikiman, you've given us existence, which means the physical life. Like you've given us a physical form, the body is still in existence. Shechiyanu is that you've given life to that body. And Hikiyanu is that we're able to reach this particular point in time. But why do we say Shechiyanu before Vikimanu, as the Rebbe said in the unedited version, is that when you give somebody millions of dollars, you don't say thank you so much for the millions of dollars, and also thank you for the five cents that you gave me. No, you, 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 if you say thank you for the five cents you gave me yesterday, thank you for the a million dollars you gave me today, but it doesn't make sense to go backwards. So the Rebbe explains like this. That L'chayra, when you look at the word Shechiyanu, which means that we're thanking Hashem for giving us life, how could you, every person, how could you give a bracha for thanking Hashem for giving us life? A person, unfortunately, has many bad times in his life, which he isn't happy about. Even a person that's had, had a good life, but there's still many occasions in his life which are wasted, which weren't utilized to its fullest. So how can you make a bracha thanking Hashem for the life if many times you actually don't appreciate that life? You're not happy with the life. It was a meaningless life or a life of suffering. So Elamai, when we're thanking Hashem for, for life, what we're really thanking Hashem for is a life that every moment of it had meaning. Meaning, just like when we talk about life in general, the entire body has life. It, the hands, the feet, the head, every part of you has life, regardless of what the particular purpose of each part of the body is, but all parts of the body are equally alive. 
So similarly, a person has many different stages in his life, even on a daily basis. There's times where he's sleeping, there's times where he's eating, and other times where he's learning time doing mitzvahs. So there's many different parts of a person's day and a person's life. But the life, which is in all the different aspects of what a person's doing, is equal. Even the spiritual life, which is in there. Why is that? That's because of the tataira. Because when a person lives his life according to the taira, so when he's eating, the eating is also an, an important part of Avedis Hashem. When a person's sleeping, he needs to sleep in order to do his Avedis Hashem the next day. Every aspect of a person's life is 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 guided by Hashem. And there's different levels. There's the level of which means that you're doing A in order to be able to do B. Meaning it's like a Haksha Mitzvah. Like you're sleeping in order that you're able to dive in tomorrow. Or you're eating in order to be able to learn later. And then there's even greater level when it's that through the eating itself or through the sleeping itself, that itself is in a way of avoid Hashem. When a person's sleeping, uh, the dreams that he has could be analyzed and he could be able to figure out new aspects of himself. When a person's eating, he could analyze why he enjoys those particular foods. He could think about why Hashem gave him those particular foods. Why am I eating these particular items? And you could think of the godless sabaira of, of, of every food item that you have. Whatever it is, the point is that every part of a person's life is meaningful. I heard a story recently from Rabbi Shandamberg. He quoted it in the name of Ramendel Futzerfas. So the story is that they were in a Russian, uh, the Gulag, and everybody, he was having a discussion, and people were having a discussion, what what is the holiest place in the world and who is the holiest person? So everyone gave their own opinion. So Ramendel Fetufas says, the holiest person is me at this particular moment where I am right now in this Russian gulag. So everyone's like, well, what, are you, what are you referring to? How could that be the greatest moment? So the pshat is, because at that very moment where you are, that's exactly the divine will. That's what Hashem wants. The way how you're able to fulfill your mission is dependent on that second of where you are. So the holiest moment for you is that particular moment because that's what's fulfilling your mission. So every moment of a person's day is never empty. On the contrary, this, that it feels empty, even if you're sad and depressed, anything that happens to you is for a reason. And that, maybe you don't realize it at the moment. It could take years for you to figure it out. Maybe you will never figure it out. But after 120, you'll look back at the video of your life and you'll see how each second of your life was relevant for you to be able to fill what your mission was. And even those moments which you wish didn't happen, or which you regret something which happened, those moments are relevant to who you, who you are and where it brought you in your life and it helped you fulfill what that mission was. So every moment is relevant uh, to your life, is, is relevant to, 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 to your highest. So that's true when a person has a, a life of tire because the tire tells us and guides us and shows us how every single moment is important and has meaning. And that's really what the idea of life is. What, what is the definition of life? Life is really the idea of a conscious life force that every, just like in a person's body, when I move my hand, it's because when my hand moves, it's because that is the conscious decision of my soul, of what I, what I want to be able to accomplish at that moment. And my hand moves automatically. Why? Because the energy in the hand is connected to who I am. So it doesn't need to have any uh, convincing of the hand to do its job, it automatically does its job because the hand is also alive. So since the entire body is alive, the entire body is automatically uh, 
is connected to the soul and knows what its mission is and it's trying to fulfill what that mission is and of course the greater your perception of your neshama and the greater how you know yourself that will have a greater effect on the rest of the body and how well it's able to fulfill its mission but the idea is whatever level you're at your body's in sync with you so that's the idea of this this uh, a divine this life force which is in you that the life force is an expression of who you are so similarly the, 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 when we say that you've given us life and we're talking about the life of Torah that we're thanking Hashem for giving us a life that it's imbued with Torah that means that every single moment of our life is a reflection of the divine energy is a reflection of who we are and what our mission is so that's why we, so that's what the idea of Shekhyanu is and that's how we can thank Hashem for Shekhyanu because we're talking about the life the life of being connected to the Torah and that and maybe just to add even one another point is that how can we say shachinu for every moment of the life? What if there's a moment that we regret? So I was thinking, whoever doesn't say this in the sicha, but even moments that you regret, that itself, A, a person could always do tshuva on the past. So this, that you had something that bad that happened, that's what's giving you the opportunity to do tshuva and become a better person because of it. Because of that bad thing that happened to you, now you've become a different person. You've become a new metzius. That's what pushed you to become something else. So everything that happens to a person, sometimes you might realize it at the moment, or sometimes you could realize it later, or something that, because of what happened in the past, will push you to do something in the future. Whatever it is, everything has an energy in it. Uh, and it's guiding you in the proper path that you're supposed to be going. So that's, and this is also why we say Sheikh first. Because Sheikh means really the life force of the soul. Bikimanu is the body. So you could have shachyanu even without the, without a body, without the kimani, without having a body. Right? The, the kind of neshama which is alive on its own, the neshama has its life force, the neshama has its missions. But when Hashem's gift is that we can even have shachyanu while we have the kimani, that even when the neshama is within a body, within this physical world, it's able to continue, that its divine mission is able to be revealed and accomplished in this world and of course when it's accomplished in this world this is the ultimate desire of the soul is to make a dirbatakhlainu so when the shekhyanu is revealed with the kimanu that's the greatest love that the life force could even be revealed in this in this world in the physical world in the body that the divine will is being actualized through you uh, in, in your physical form and then we reach the uh, the, the final word the which the Fudukabe teaches the Higyanu of Balashan Yagia, Balashan of working. So it means we've arriving at a particular time, but also means the Higyanu, and you gave us the capability to work. And the idea is that if we had it easy, meaning as Hashem gives us our, our mission and He gives us the life force that we need to be able to accomplish that. And we are very easily able to accomplish whatever the soul needs. So the soul has its mission. It has the life force that it pervades into the body and into all the different parts of the world that's relevant to it. If it was easy, able, easily able to accomplish whatever its goals were, it wouldn't feel any accomplishment to it because it was very easy. It's called Nama Kusuf. It's called embarrassed bread. It means that you're able to get the bread for doing nothing. But gives the greatest satisfaction to the neshama is when it actually has to work, when it had to work in order to accomplish that goal. So when the Shekhyanu Vikimanu, when your conscious life force is able to pervade the body and is able to reveal within the body and its chalik of the world, the divine mission that Hashem gave you, which is a meaningful mission, 
which is the essence of who you are, ultimately. That the essence of who you are is to, you have a particular mission, which is negate to the etzim of your neshama. And when you're able to accomplish that in this world, that gives you the greatest satisfaction. But if, you, if that would be able to be done very easily, that wouldn't give you that much satisfaction. But when you're able to work hard on it, meaning is that there are actually trials and tribulations, and the, the nefesh has to reveal its koichas, its, its inner qualities, in order to accomplish its mission, accomplish who it is, that gives it a much greater satisfaction. And the Rebbe says that this is in two levels. One level is that it's a yigiyonu, there's a satisfaction that the shechiyonu v'kibanu was meaningful. But there's also a point is that the yigiyonu on its own is inherently something which is uh, a, a quality. Meaning that the idea of work could be understood, in, the quality of work could be understood in two ways. You could think one way of understanding the quality of work is that it gives other things meaning. Because since you have to work, it gives the shechiyonu v'kibanu meaning that this is something that you worked hard. It becomes your accomplishment. But then there's a second part of it, is that Yigiyonu itself is something which is inherently positive. Because Yigiyonu is something which connects you ultimately to the essence of Hashem. Is because this that you're able to overcome all obstacles, that's the divine gift. Because Hashem is the only one that there's no obstacles in front of it. Hashem could do whatever he desires. So Hashem gives us that capability to be able to fulfill our mission and nothing can get in the way of what our mission is. That is the idea of Yigiyonu, that we're able to work and we're able to accomplish anything. That ability of work um, makes us a partner really in my sabratia. So that itself is an inherent quality in the idea of Yigiyonu. So through this, now we could uh, jump back and understand more why Shechiyonu is relevant to Tamachacham and also to a simple person. So by the Tamachacham, it's understood because on Taira, on Simchas Taira, Hashem is giving us an Archadash, He's giving us the Torah on a higher level. So Tamachacham is able to learn in a greater way. When he's able to learn in a greater way, he's able to have, as we said, the way we were explaining it, his perception of the Torah is much more in, 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 in tune to the true reality of the Torah, to a much deeper reality of the Torah itself. He's in tune to that deeper quality that affects the way he's learning and also affects Vikimanu, how it affects his body, which is, means, you know, my Subapayal, how he, uh, his Torah and Mitzvah say he does it with himself, what he does with others. So that Tamachachim, the greatest thanks that he's giving is for the Shechianu. But of course, there's an aspect of Vikimanu. Everybody has to do Torah, has to do Mitzvah physically, has to help others physically. But his greatest thank you will be the Shechianu. And all this is through the idea of Vikimanu, through, through the hard labor that everybody needs to do. By a regular person, he also gets the Torah, Mechadash. He's also getting this life force of the Torah in a greater way. So whatever life force you had in the prior year that was guiding you and gave you the intuition and, and to, to go the, the correct path in following uh, Hashem's desires and really desire of your nefesh to fulfill Hashem's ratzen, you're getting a greater perception the next year. That perception, that Ar Chadash, which is being revealed, means that you're going to have a much greater perception. But by a regular person, that perception will be more reflected in the kimono, the way that he acts on the day-to-day basis, that the way how he does his Torah mitzvahs will be much more in tune to what the true desire of the Torah is, to a deeper desire of what I should say of the Torah is. The way how he connects to other people will be in tune to with a, a greater dimension of the Torah. So even a regular person, he says, Shechiyonu, that's the idea is that he'll, he'll will also learn Torah on a higher level. The Shem room that he has will be more established, will be on a higher level of learning Torah. 
the kimono, which is his main focus by a, a, the person that works, will also be in a much greater letter. The ability to see Ashkacha Prathis and the ability to help others will be much more in tune to what the, two, the true uh, and depth of, of what the Torah tells us to do. And all that is through Yigiyonu. And this is why everybody makes the Shekhyonu, because ultimately the Shekhyonu that we're, we're making is not just that you're, you're thanking Hashem or you're, you're joyful that you're able to learn Torah on a higher level. No, that's not the point. It's not that you're able to learn Torah on a higher level. That's not what the Shekhyonu is about. The Shekhyonu is, is that there is a greater, there, the Orha Torah is revealed to us in a greater level. And that Torah, which is being revealed, is reveal, being revealed to all Jewish people equally. We all have the Torah, this deeper level of Torah, which is relevant to this year, being revealed to us on Simchas Torah. The difference only is that each individual internalizes that new R in a different way. Tamachachim internalizes it one way, and, a, uh, and, uh, and the, the business person um, internalizes it a second way. And that's why everybody's able to make the Shekhyonu. And this also explains why the main aspect of Simchas Torah is dancing, is because when we're dancing, everybody's equal when they dance. And that's what we're trying to reflect what's going on. On Simchas Torah, the reason why we're rejoicing and we're saying Ashachiyanu is because of the Ohar Torah, which is being revealed to us on a higher level. And that's equal by all. And that affects everybody from their mind until their legs. So when we're dancing all together as a group equally, and everyone's able to dance equally, that's that's reflecting what's truly happening on Simchas Torah, that we're all getting this or Chadash uh, equally. And then, of course, after Simchas Torah, each person will internalize that and be able to put it into his day-to-day avoda in a each individual according to how it's relevant for him. Everyone should have a Freilichen Yom Tov.